Welcome to Suited for Good podcast. Uh, I had a great conversation that I think you'll enjoy with um, Mike Middleton, who is the Dean of External Affairs at the BYU Law School, Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah. And uh, we've partnered with them the last couple years to outfit uh, some of their law students who uh, come from difficult backgrounds that have overcome tremendous odds to even be there. And uh, I think you'll enjoy this conversation. It's, it's another one of those conversations that just reminds me of the importance of compassion and, and dropping our judgments uh, uh, for people not knowing where they come from. And anyway, hope you enjoy it. Again, uh, thanks for joining us on Suited for Good and uh, enjoy this conversation with Mike Middleton. Thanks. We'll, we'll just start. Um, every everyone I've done so far has been in person, so I'm actually excited to see how this works uh, via Zoom. The uh, podcast is all audio, so there won't be any video component to it. But we'll just take this audio and put it into the podcast. But man, I have really enjoyed connecting with a lot of the recipients and hearing their stories. I've also connected with a few of the uh, partners, uh, one of which was uh, our. Uh, uh, Brent Crane down at the Food and Care Coalition down there in Provo. And just so what I'd like to just kind of talk with with you is just kind of your background, uh, you know, how you grew up family wise and um, how you got to be in the profession you're in, um, what drives you in your profession and and uh, and then and really more about I, the the focus of the podcast doesn't need to be on, you know, the suits really, you know what I mean? It's, I, I, it's been really about the stories of the people that are involved and, sure, sure. you know, and you're, you're involved. So I'm, I am involved. I'm, I'm all in. And I, I hope that we can, uh, we can maybe talk a little bit about some of the recipients because those stories, uh, it would be fun to put uh, GPS trackers in those suits and just see where they've gone and what they've done. But, but yeah, let's, let's get to the achievement fellows at some point. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, definitely. So we can take, uh, so let's, let's take the net. Well, you know, I, I usually shoot, shoot for about 35 minutes for the interview. Um, so I'll just ask you about you. We'll take the first five to eight minutes on just kind of your background and, and what you do at BYU. And, and then, uh, we'll talk about, uh, um, you know, you met Bart and then one thing led to another and we're able to establish this uh, friendship and this connection. And then, yeah, I would love to hear, uh, you know, your side of the story with some of the recipients and, and yeah, what the impact has been, because that's ultimately what it's all about is what is the impact for these lives. So fantastic. Okay. So why don't we, uh, why don't we start now? Okay. Mike, thank you so much for joining me on our suited for good podcast. It's a, uh, it's always a pleasure to see you and, and chat with you. So thank you for taking some time to, to talk with us on our suited for good podcast. BJ, my pleasure. This is going to be fun. Appreciate the honor, the opportunity. Thank you. So, uh, so Mike, give me a little uh, information about you uh, for our listeners. Where are you from? You know, wh where did you grow up? Where were you born? What was family like? Uh, you know, growing up, and just kind of let us know who you are. Sure. So, I, I grew up about eleven miles north of Utah Woolen Mills in Centerville, Centerville, Utah. Wow. And that used to be a lot more cows than condominiums like it is now. I was huh? showing my kids around where I grew up and I, I pointed and said, I, I caught a snake right there. And they said, 
in those condominiums that used to be a field. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, I realized uh, what a wonderful life I had uh, growing up, you know, throwing rocks at the green water tank that's still there. And uh, just, just a small town. I mean, everybody kind of, you didn't have to signal because everybody knew who you were and where you were going. And uh, my parents never moved from being some of the first people up, uh, up Chase Lane in Centerville. Uh, but, you know, during that time, everything else changed. So they were in the, the LDS second ward and then the fourth ward. I grew up in the eighth ward. They never moved. It was just uh, the city expanded. But uh, yeah, I've realized since then that I, I kind of grew up in Mayberry. I mean, you know, they had uh, like one or two police officers that did everything and the town's three miles long, uh, but just, just a great place to grow up, a great place to be uh, part of uh, the fabric of the community and high school sports uh, left from there. Uh, went on a mission uh, for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, served in Alaska. And, uh, that was just, again, just like they couldn't have, I was made for that. I mean, I grew up hunting and fishing. And so it was, it was hard to, you know, see moose that I could have killed with a two before and knew that I was uh, a fisher of men rather than a fisher of fish. But uh, yeah, that, that's kind of my background. Uh, came down to Brigham Young University as a student uh, for a little while before my mission. And then came back after and 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 graduated, but never really left. Uh, uh, worked for BYU's athletic department for 27 years, and then three years ago, on kind of a whim, on April Fool's Day, I, I applied for a job at uh, BYU Law, and have been here the last three years as the dean of external relations. Wow, well, that's that's quite the recap. Thank you so much. Tell so tell me more. There, there's a lot of our listeners that aren't familiar with. Uh, LDS culture, you mentioned uh, your parents in the same home, and uh, you said three different wards. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe for our listeners who aren't familiar with LDS culture, what does that you know what does that mean? Sure. So a ward is just a name for a, a congregation, so a, a group uh, that that meets together on Sundays, uh, and so they were part of uh, several different groups uh, as as more families that were members of the church moved in around them. So what was uh, did you have siblings? I don't have siblings. I'm an only child, uh -huh. so uh, just me. So you guys, you grew up fishing and hunting. You were saying, and what was that yeah. like? Did you go with your dad or how or your mom? What what is that? What was three, that like? Three three generations. So so my 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 dad and my grandpa and I and uh, local fishing places or their their kind of place was Flaming Gorge. We'd go down to Flaming Gorge, and uh, I I think my grandpa probably broke more fishing laws than any anybody I know he would uh, he would do what's called chumming which is illegal but it's it's putting uh, putting bait in the water and then uh, and then fishing where you where you've got uh, uh, created kind of a feeding frenzy so he would take a can of cream corn he's since deceased and and I'm working here at the law school the you know the statute of limitations has passed so I think I'm okay <laughs> I'm, better, so I'm better I'm better at confessing other people's sins than my own I guess yeah but, uh, he would take a can of cream corn and and puncture the top of it and throw it out as far in the water as he could and you could almost see the just the the corn coming up and the oil out of that can and then he would put corn on his hook and fish out uh cast right out into where he had thrown the can of corn and he caught a lot of fish that way. I that was never my way of doing it, but I sure enjoyed fishing with my grandpa. He he grew up uh, was actually born on uh, December seventh, uh, so ended up uh, 
uh, fighting in World War II uh, with, with General Patton and, and in Europe. And uh, uh, he learned to cook in the army. And so uh, we would have uh, filleted fish. He, fish. Fish was a breakfast meat if you were with grandpa. So we'd have pancakes and, and trout and uh, yeah, some pretty good memories for sure. Uh, that actually sparks some memories for me. My, my grandfather also loved to fish at Flaming Gorge. And I'm, see, I'm a water skier, so every time I went uh, fishing with him and, and he's trolling at one mile per hour, I was just going nuts, like, hey, can I get a, can I put a ski behind this? Can we speed this thing up? But uh, we're, not getting, George, we're not getting that, any weight here, Grandpa. Yeah, yeah, not <laughs> at all. Go. <laughs> but, you know, Grandpa loved to fish up at Flaming Gorge, and he and my grandma had a, uh, had a boat up there. And Flaming Gorge, for those who don't know, I mean, it's just a beautiful mountain uh, it's a man-made reservoir. I mean, they've got a dam up there, but it is so beautiful how, you know, the pines go right down to the water. It's it's really a, a beautiful lake. So, um, but thanks for sharing that with me. So, uh, as, so you've been with BYU the last three years as the dean. Um, so tell me more about that. Uh, you know, what does that entail as far as responsibilities and tell me more about that job. Yeah, so I'm the dean of external relations, so I'm an assistant dean, and there's a number of us that take care of administrative duties at the law school, and then there's associate deans that take care of the academic part of the program, and then and then the dean who is the uh, chairman, CEO, you know, the academic head of, of this uh, law school, this department. So I've loved it. Uh, I, I've had to uh, clarify for people I'm the dean of external relations, not the dean of eternal relations. I can't make anyone fall in love with them help them to adopt a child. Uh, but I, I work with all of the law school's outward facing relationships. So I work with our 7,000 alumni who are amazing. Uh, I work with our relationships uh, like like Suited for Good and, and like our fundraising uh, and then a lot of our events. So involved with our Founders Day that's coming up, our golf tournament. Uh, we have nine of our classes coming back for their reunions. So it, it's really just, uh, again, a place I feel like I've just I, I just fit. I really and I like being here. I, I'm not an attorney uh, working with attorneys, and, and sometimes that's challenging, but usually they're kind and, and helpful for me where I don't understand and and appreciative that I think differently than a lot of people that have a legal background. So it's been it's been a great opportunity for me to to learn and to be a part of some things that I really have valued. Well, knowing you, uh, knowing what I know of you and the interactions we've had, um, anything that has to do with relations, you're you're the man for the job. You're you're uh, incredibly kind and uh, very warm, and so I think they've got you in the right spot, uh, being the ext uh, external relations person. Because uh, I'm sure anybody who has the opportunity to meet you immediately falls in love, and and so I can tell that's a great position for you. And uh, you know maybe that that's a good segue for us. Uh, uh, leading into kind of our relationship and how we how we've been able to you know develop our relationship with Suited for Good and and tell us about um, tell our viewers about or our listeners um, about this program that that we've been able to partner up with not not necessarily Suited for Good but um, uh, your fellows uh, program can you tell us about that let's go a little further back to your dad Bart okay great love it. <laughs> So Bart contacts me from, from Utah Woolen Mills and basically says, I have a whole bunch of BYU sports coats I, I, I want to give away. And I mean, this, you know, this sounds like one of those scams that you get uh, on, the, on the internet, yeah. right? I mean, nobody gives things away and nobody, 
nobody just wants to help. Well, uh, Bart and BJ do. And so it, it was just amazing to get to know both of you and, and, and to know two people that can size up anybody in a crowd and, and know what size, <laughs> what size suit they wear, what size sport jacket they wear. But uh, it's a blessing and a curse. Was, yes. Your dad was your, yeah, blessing and a curse. Yeah. Uh, your dad was very kind in saying, you know, he, he just said, let's go to the game. And, and hand these out, like I'll size somebody up and we'll go give them a, a BYU sport, a custom sports coat, really? I mean, again, I think you'd have people saying, what's the catch, you know? There was no catch other than, other than your kindness and your generosity. And I think he actually, I helped facilitate him doing that with some uh, different colored jackets up at Boise State. That's right, yes. But at, but at BYU, he just let me choose some people, you know, and so we, we had the, the sizes we had, I, I had to find people. Uh, I mean, what a, what a tough task, find people that would receive these beautiful custom jackets. And it was yeah. just, uh, the, the one, the one woman, her, her dad has since passed away. We gave, went up and gave it to him in his loge. He wouldn't take it off. <laughs> he was so happy with this jacket and just so, surprised and happy and, and and thrilled with it but uh his daughter still tells me to this day that was you know that was one of dad's prized possessions he was so pleased with that so that's that's kind of how we got started and uh well and I, I remember those sport coats we we had them commissioned we did uh it was the BYU lining it was uh we had the, the BYU crest on the 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 brass buttons and it was, yeah. it was great it was a great jacket that was fun I, I've oh, since thought there might be something like that we could do for the law school because it was just such, I mean, it was such a, uh, I don't know what the word, the right word is. It, it just had all the affinity to BYU, you know, yeah. but it's also something you could wear anywhere without looking yeah. like a homer. <laughs> yeah. You know, looking like the guy that wears the Christmas suit to church on in, in December. Yeah, exactly. So it, it was just such a classic, beautiful piece. And I think I still have one of them. Maybe athletics has it, but we just we haven't found anybody big enough yet. Oh. <laughs> so I've been trying to trying to get that on one of our former football players, but uh, but other than that, they are in distribution and and well worn, well loved. Uh, but anyway, that that's where I became acquainted with that. This was just not a one time thing. That the BJU and and your dad and and uh, the woolen mills were involved with with charitable things all the time and. Uh, that's where I became acquainted with Suited for Good. In fact, I still have uh, the little fabric roses that you wear. Um, yes, the boutonnieres. Uh huh. So I have I have one of those that's still on one of my one of my suits. It matches it perfectly, and I talk about that with people, and I just just was a uh, a pleasure. And so I had the audacity to to reach out to you and your dad and say, hey, with this uh, Suited for Good. Would you be interested in helping with our achievement fellows? And so, achievement fellows are individuals who have otherwise qualified for law school. This is not where we're looking on, uh, you know, curbside for somebody that might, you know, go to law school. They've otherwise qualified in every way: the LSAT, grades, uh, background. But they wouldn't because of challenges in their life, and including homelessness, poverty. Uh, being first-generation citizens in the United States, uh, lack of access to education, just a number of things, uh, they they would not be able to go to law school without uh, without the funding that we provide through this scholarship, the Achievement Fellow Scholarship. Well, it's great to get them here, 
but it's it's really hard where you say, hey, one of these things is not like the others. You know, some of these other people are also on scholarship, but uh, have have served LDS missions or have uh, family and friends have ha have had a situation where generationally uh, clothing and other necessities of life are not even a uh, they're, they're not even thought about. They're just a given. And so yeah. to, to put these these individuals in a setting where they are now uh, applying for jobs, they're sitting in front of partners at a law firm, uh, and they're doing that in a suit that they wore four years ago on their mission, or they've never owned a suit. Uh, BJ, to have you guys say, yeah, we'd be interested, and, and, and you said something to me that, that I don't know, you, you just did it in the course of you being you, but it, it meant the world to me. You said, Mike, anybody you said to us, we're going to take care of. And that that meant our relationship was was far beyond just acquaintances. That that uh, it was a level of of trust and, and mutual purpose in doing good things. And so, uh, we've now helped. Well, we're on our third class of achievement fellows. So I think we've helped uh, four for the first year, and three the second, and then we had one other special case. So I think we're we, we're we're at about eight right now, and it it has been. Uh, one of the great privileges of my life to be part of your generosity. It's been an amazing thing for those uh, those young men as they're now applying for jobs and 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 everything else. Well, Mike, that's you. You've said a lot of nice things. Thank you. We feel the same way about you. And I think uh, I think what's so great about our partnership is you know when we started Suited for Good, and I've talked about this in other episodes, but you know the first person we outfitted was homeless. But they didn't have, he did not have anything, I mean, he didn't have a place to hang the suit. And we realized really quickly that, you know, it feels really good to take somebody who is obviously homeless and give them a haircut and, and make them look really good, but then to send them back out in the street or, you know, the, the who we fit up is, is every bit as important as, as fitting somebody up. And, 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 you know, through the years as, we, as we've established this foundation, and tried to find the right partners it's been really important to find the right partners because you know it isn't about just giving away suits it isn't about just uh you know shipping a, a container of suits to some something this is about the experience of getting fitted and it's about finding the right partners who can help us find the people who are deserving and i remember when we first started the question i, I got asked all the time well what are the parameters what what makes somebody deserving and we've been we've had a really hard time nailing that down because there are so many ways we feel like somebody is deserving. Um, you know, somebody could say, "Well, hey, they're gonna they're they've got a they're going to law school. They're gonna make a lot of money." They, you know, what about somebody who isn't gonna make money? It, it, and you could you know there are so many different things that uh, so many ways to to try to qualify for this. And and really, it came it comes down to you know, is this going to enhance their lives? And is this going to help somebody who really needs a hand up. And this isn't a handout. We've said that many times about it's a hand up. And, and so your fellows, I feel like are just such a prime fit because especially the, the, the ones that we have fitted that have come from financial distress and situations where they, like you said, it's not a given. It's not a given that they're going to have a suit to go for an interview for their potential career. And it's, it just, it's been such a good fit because uh, we're, we love to see the potential 
And especially when somebody hasn't had this opportunity for them to put on a, a new suit that's tailored to them. And it's so much fun to watch them in the mirror for the first time getting fitted. And, and just, just to eliminate this idea that they aren't on the same par with somebody else. And it just kind of happens organically when someone sees themselves in a, in a new suit that's tailored to them, they just automatically think, wait, there's no difference between me and this other successful person. And it's just, it's just such a, such a fun, a fun thing to see. So, and, and, and by the way, yeah, when, when, um, when we establish the right partnership and we're on the same page as far as who is deserving, it makes it really easy to, to say to you, Mike, hey, whoever, whoever you think, you get it. You feel it like we feel it. So whoever you think is, is deserving of this, just send them, send them in. We'll, we'll just do it, no questions asked. So what, what has been your experience? Uh, can you share kind of how, uh, how that has impacted maybe one or two of the recipients? Have, have you seen, what, what have you seen from this experience for, from your perspective seeing them? Yeah, of course, I'd love to. So maybe just take, let me just take the first class of four we did. Our first, these were our, our initial uh, achievement fellows. And so I actually went in uh, so I could see the experience. And so the way they were treated, and, and we've done the ones for our group uh, through the Tom Knox store down here. And so, you know, it wasn't like, oh, here comes the charity kid, right? They were treated as if they they were the the most expensive most uh, you know got out of the Lamborghini and just driven over from their corner <laughs> office at New Skin. I mean they were just treated so kindly and so respectfully and you know this was not something oh we're we're doing you a favor right it was it was you know you're you're our friend you're our customer and so I I loved the the cordiality of it and that it wasn't you know this wasn't you know hey if you could go around to the back of the store we'll see if we can find something on the on the second hand rack for you that they were uh, really just brought in and treated uh, with such kindness. And so, yeah, that, so let me just tell you about those first four. Okay. And then I'll, I'll go briefly. This may not be the listener's cup of tea, but these, these are like uh, brothers and sons to me, these, these, these young people. Uh, so Paris Thomas uh, had come from uh, gang violence, lost a brother to gang violence. Uh, there was a discussion here in the law school about, uh, I don't know the details, but something along the lines of, you know, do the do the homeless people really mean what their cardboard signs say? And you know, uh, it was just kind of uh, you know just a, just a common conversation among people that that probably have never been in that situation. And Paris, without calling a lot of attention, without being in any way rancorous, said, "Well, when you talk about the homeless, my mother and my brother and I lived in our car for you know for two years when we were between homes." And so he says, so a lot of those people you're talking about, I consider to be my neighbors. <laughs> and it just changed the temperature in the room. Uh, anyway, I think he was married in the suit you gave him. That was one of his most exciting things that is, is like, hey, I need this for the interviews, but I'm getting married. This is going to make a difference for me. And, and Jacinda, when I get married, that I'm going to look my best. Uh, yeah. Derek, Derek Rodriguez. Mike, can I jump in on that real quick? Yeah, please. Yeah. You know, one of the things is, is I've interviewed more recipients, um, this, uh, you know, this idea of compassion is, is just, it just keeps, it keeps screaming, uh, compassion, you know, um, we, we often make so many judgments, you know what I mean? And it's, uh, it's not, it's not on purpose. 
and I think have it's it's interesting to me that that uh, in that conversation, not that anybody was being rude, but that he's it's it's interesting when when uh, when someone has lived that, how they can just change, like you said, they change the temperature of the room with one comment of like, well, I was there, yeah. you know what I mean, and and that's just this this thing that keeps coming back in these interviews with these recipients is just a reminder to me of like, I have no idea what people are going through and this 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 uh, compassion, you know, just compassion of, I don't know what people are going through. So exactly. I just, I just compassion, you know what I mean? Anyway, I just, that, that really, that really struck me when you, when you're saying how he changed the temperature of the room with just that, that one simple comment, but man, what a great reminder for all of us of just, you know what I mean? It's just powerful. Know exactly what powerful. you mean. We've said law is a leadership degree. You know, it's not a it's not a key to making lots of money. It's not a scepter to have all this power. It's it's a it's a responsibility. And so I've watched these achievement fellows, this first group in particular. We said, hey, we have you know, we have the ability. We have some funding. Uh, what would you like to do to kind of introduce yourself to the broader student body? And they said, we want to work in a Salt Lake soup kitchen. <laughs> so we'll we'll all you know, all eight of us will invite. Uh, one or two of our classmates and we'll go up and 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 work in the soup kitchen that's what you know could we could, if you guys could cover our gas that would be awesome that's awesome <laughs> yeah so i i think what what's been the most telling to me is that student for good is having this generational impact and so i, I in telling these stories i think sometimes you guys get to see the rock hit the water right the the person walks out with the suit yeah. in the bag and they're delighted but but you don't see the ripples you know the ripples, and I think those ripples go across space and and across time. You know that um, uh, Paris married another law student here. I don't think anybody's going to need to buy their kids a suit. I think they're going to be in a situation that they'll probably never have to live in a car. But he's forever going to be different because of what you did for him and because of of what he's experienced. So anyway, a couple others there. Derek Rodriguez, I think, was wearing the suit that you gave him when he and and two others from here. Uh, won a national moot court competition and this was a, a national moot court competition uh, for for people from hispanic backgrounds and he just couldn't be prouder of that i mean he's the guy that sat there in the room with these seven people who had, he had never met before and they had this first year together uh, as achievement fellows and just basically cried and said you know guys you're my family hmm. you know i have i have my wife and i have my son and other people i care about but you're in that same place. I care about you. You're my family. So uh, yeah, I, I think it meant a lot to him to know he looked as good as anybody else standing in front of those judges and making his case. And he'll, you know, he'll be forever changed. Shubi Shaw, uh, I think his first generation or probably second generation, second generation from India. I was with him on a leadership tour and it was just funny. Shubi's like, that's the White House. And he starts this video chat with his mom, you know, mom, I'm, I'm outside the White House, you know, I finally made it. And it's like, well, should we, anybody can stand outside the White House. <laughs> really, uh, you know, uh, in fact, those guys over there are protesting. They're here every day. Anyway, uh -huh. <laughs> uh, Shuby, uh, when he got his suit, it was just, he's, he's kind of a, a social media like uh, mogul. Just anything that happens in his life gets documented and and put out there and so i don't know how many different places your suit was shown with shuby you know i'm interviewing at this place i'm going to this wedding reception but i mean it was just it was 
it, he became synonymous with the suit. If it was if it was any kind of uh, formal affair, it was the suited for good suit and Shuby. And you know, I I thought about that and just thought, you know, this guy's kind of a little bit uh, overboard. But as I got to know him, uh, his history was he and his brother uh, witnessed a crime com uh, committed by uh, one of these Aryan white supremacist groups. And so he literally had to go into hiding. I mean, you know, had to pull his hat down over his eyes and grow a beard and, and you know, change his, his route to school every day and all, all these crazy clandestine things until this trial was over. And I thought, you know, it makes sense that he's, he wants to be out there now. No one's trying to kill him. He can post on social media without fear of being found and, and executed by these guys. Man. So uh, the fact he was doing that in your suit was uh, was yeah. amazing. And then the, uh, and then the third uh, uh, Jake uh, is is Polynesian, and uh, he has this long flowing hair. You know, he looks it looks like uh, I'm trying to think of the guy from pro football that has like the long flowing locks. I can't think of his name. But uh, Jake Tuamala, uh, uh, you know, it was kind of like, well, that's not standard BYU haircut. And he's like, oh, it's it's because I'm in the Book of Mormon videos. <laughs> anyway, I, I think uh, probably Jake's greatest achievement with the suit is he's probably picked up a lot of girls in that suit. <laughs> but Jake is just, he's just such a, uh, just just such a genuine person, you know, and and, uh, and so... I think a lot of people think of law, you know, Matlock or, or, or these people that make a lot of money or, or want to know if you've been hurt in an accident. But I was talking about Jake and saying, you know, Jake, what, what does this mean to you? Why are you doing this? You know, why, why do you need a suit to go to interviews in when, you, when you're not really a suit and tie guy? And he said, you know, I, I was at, uh, well, I guess I can tell you where, so you don't think it was BYU. I was at UVU. And, you know, is it some kind of event or they're on campus, whatever. Anyway, uh, uh, someone had left a water, like a water bottle, like, you know, a, a, I don't know what, Stanley cup or one of those fancy water bottles. And, it, you know, it, it, it had been left. And so he picked it up. And I don't know if his intention was to take it or to give it to lost and found, whatever. We'll, we'll never find out because one of the campus security people basically profiled him based on his appearance and his his race and came and said is that yours and he said no and he says then you're stealing it and he says i'm not stealing it it was abandoned and the guy arrested him <laughs> and he said oh. i'm just i want to be in a position that that can't happen to people uh. i want to be in a position that that if if the law protects all of us that i can be the advocate for the guy you know, the next guy or the next girl that gets treated that way because of because of the color of their skin or because of uh, the length of their hair or whatever, you know, whatever else someone else like you were talking about earlier might jump to some assumptions about. So anyway, I, I can't account for every moment or every action with those suits. But so far, it's a, it's like a highlight reel of uh, what, what's happened because of your generosity. Oh, thank you for Thank you for sharing some of those stories. I think, uh, yeah, I, with every one of those, just thinking about um, just not knowing what people's background is. Again, going back to that idea of compassion, and and even just it's really interesting mm -hmm. the the power of first impression. And even his uh, Jake was was the last one you were talking about. I, I believe was his name, and and just even that understanding for him that that first impression of how people view him, right or wrong, it's how it's how it 
that's how people we all do it. We make these snap judgments and and that that to me that's one of the that's one of the things I love most about our suited for good program is because regardless of of where people are from, uh, what race, like putting them in a business suit puts just un unfortunately that's kind of uh, a leveling. It's kind of a leveler. It levels where, the playing field, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's it's like it's such a simple thing, um, but uh, it's just really it's really powerful and. And until 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 humanity no longer uh, you know makes these snap judgments, I just don't think that's ever going to happen. As much as we have progressed and get better and better, and and you know love one another as we're supposed to, um, yeah, I think that's part of the impact of Suited for Good is that first impression of of you know that that I'm I'm here to I'm here to make an impact. I'm here to do good, and. So it makes it makes me happy to hear those stories of uh, some of those recipients. So uh, going forward, you know what what so how how do you qualify the uh, just just for our listeners to understand, you know how how do you know which which uh, achievement fellows are deserving? You know what I mean? How do you? Yeah. And yeah, if so if there's secret sauce you don't want future uh, fellows to understand, you don't have to say it, but. You know, how, how do you how do you determine who who is deserving of a suitor for good suit? Sure, sure. So we're we're actively going out after those people. We're actively saying we have sponsors and donors that are going to provide your tuition. And and that's where suited for good was just such a, a great added benefit. You know, they're not coming to BYU Law because they're going to get a free suit. But once you're here, we, we, we want to do everything possible to help you to succeed, to achieve. To feel like there's there, there's never a setting, whether it's in a classroom or an interview or a courtroom, where where you're worried about these things that are not relevant to the quality of your character or the, the validity of your arguments. That the, those things are just all taken out of the equation. So uh, they apply. Uh, we you know we like I said we're actively looking for those things. We're actively pipelining, if you will. For example, my next big thing coming up is law camp. So we'll have uh, 60 to 80 national and international students uh, here for a week learning about the law. Uh, I, I loved last year. This was the first year since COVID we'd done it, where I said, who's come the furthest? And this girl very confidently said, I'm from Hawaii. <laughs> this, kid, this kid behind her very kind of slowly raised his hand. And when she turned, you know, she turned and was shocked. He said, Germany. <laughs> so uh, we actually have connections with the John A. Witzel Foundation in uh, LA. Uh, we're working with hopefully the Pharmaceutical Advie to provide some funding, but uh, uh, inner city Los Angeles kids that, that may be from different faith bases than, than the predominant ones here. You know, we want them to come and be a part of it. And we want uh, uh, students like these Achievement Fellows to be part of their experience here, that they they basically realize that, that it, some of those assumptions can be overwritten uh, that we can that we can teach ourselves uh, uh, maybe not to be colorblind but not to be color biased you know that we that we accept people based on the quality of their lives and their ideals not an initial per, initial perception but anyway I'm glad that the dean of, of admissions has to sort through it I just I, I just love them and you help clothe them once they get here so that's uh, that's kind of the plan. Well, I love it, and I look forward to uh, 
working with you for many years to come. And uh, I love the fact that we can find worthy individuals to, to just help them on their way to, you know, to me, what we're, what you and I are doing together, what our organization you, you are doing together is, is it's just, it's a cherry on the top. You know, you're, these fellows are working so hard and have had a lot of things they've overcome. You know, they, they've earned, they've earned this, you know, and I think uh, that's what I love about this partnership in particular is, you know, this is, this, this celebrates what they've already done. You know, the suit isn't the thing. It's just, it's just kind of that cherry mm. on the top to celebrate all the hard work they're doing and all the things they will achieve in their lives. And anyway, I just love it. So Mike, is there anything else you want to, you'd like to share before we, we close out? I've, I've, I'm really grateful for your time again and for this conversation has been fantastic. Is there anything else you, you'd like to share? No, I don't think so. I'm just, I'm thrilled that you'd uh, take the time to, to let me be part of this. And uh, uh, I just think there's so many other people, you know, in, in politics, government, religion, business that are, are a lot more well-known, a lot more important than me, but I'm, I'm thrilled that I can talk about, you know, in, in a small way, uh, the things we've been part of together. And it, it's just, it's exciting to think about, uh, you know, what, what the world would be like if, if everybody had the kind of concern suited for good does and, and others uh, uh, for fellow travelers on that road. And so, you know, I hope that we're, we're not just, uh, we're not just knocking dominoes down, but that there's a, a chain reaction that, that each of these people uh, feels differently in their life and therefore treats other people differently. And maybe it's not a, a sports coat, but maybe it's something else that they, they give, you know, from their soul because someone showed them how to do it. And so we just appreciate you being another a voice in the choir of us saying, Hey, let's, you know, let's, let's sing together. We can make more beautiful music than any soloist by uh, being part of something together. So I, I just want you and your dad to know how, how grateful I am to count you both as friends and, and how appreciative I am. I mean, you, you talk about Utah woolen mills. You know, we're going back to pioneer times that, you know, you guys have been doing this right for a long while. This is not, this is not one of those pop-up stands that sells uh, Fritos for, or, you know, sells snow cones for a day somewhere. This is, <laughs> this is uh, as deep rooted in uh, kindness and tradition and values as, as anybody could be. And so, we're just grateful for the opportunities we have to, to interact with you and to try and be part of that, you know, that growing uh, current of good that, uh, that really you, you personify so well. Mike, I thank you for all those kind words. I think uh, the take from uh, 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 LDS scripture where much is given, much is expected. And so I think, uh, you know, I think we, yeah, we are, we are old. We've been here for 118 years. <laughs> but well, it also means we're not smart enough to do anything else but i think uh where much is given much is is expected and so i think i i agree with you you know a call to 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 all of us to reach out in the ways that we can that are complementary to what we do whether we're in business or in you know uh, a dean of external affairs i mean any way we can do and i and i disagree with uh what you said about you know there are more important people no i i disagree 100 and i think that's exactly what's so great about this i mean we all we all can do something no matter where we are and and as part of this conversation i think to anyone who's listening i mean 
you can go on to our suitedforgood.com website and you can nominate somebody who you feel is uh is deserving of this suit and and so yeah mike can do it but we 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 don't it doesn't have to be you don't have to be an organization or in charge of an organization to be able to to participate in this and see what good this can do so uh maybe as a closing point mike thank you for all the kind words you said i anybody who's listening if you have somebody in your life that you you think this that they would greatly benefit from a new suit that could help them you know, uh, achieve what they're hoping to achieve in their life that they just simply can't afford it. Uh, please go onto our suitedforgood.com website and nominate that person, and and we'll we'll be able to read that nomination and decide if it's something that that uh, that fits. So, Mike, thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time. And uh, you know, as much as I'm a University of Utah fan, I'm gonna have to say, go Cougs. That's all. I I I mean, I've never. I don't think I've ever said that. But I just no, felt like after no, talking no. to you today, I kind of have to say it. <laughs> well, that's 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 kind of you. Know, I think I think if a, a Utah guy and a BYU guy can get along, who can't, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> who can't? Who can't? What what partnership doesn't work? So, love no, it. Great to be with you. Thanks so much, BJ. Mike, have a great day. Thank you so much.